welcome to Beige Journalism, the ISO Chronicles, the Blackout Edition. My name is Terrell. I'm coming to you live from Brooklyn, New York. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the event that's changing the world. Um, so on May 25th in um, Minnesota, uh, George Floyd um, was killed by a cop. Uh, the cop sat on his neck for nine minutes. He died. Um, now the entire world has seen this video. And there's been a huge uprising all across the country and across the world of uh, people just protesting that's had enough of the bullshit. Um, police brutality in America is just something that's been happening since the beginning. Literally since slavery until this very day, there's never been a time where the police and black people didn't have tension and the police weren't beating or killing black people. Um, so the reality is here. And um, for the first time in a very long time, uh, people are actually recognizing it. For some Americans, this uh, George Floyd incident is um, very eye-opening. Uh, people are are actually seeing the things that's that's been going on. Um, for most Black Americans, uh, this is just another another incident. Uh, sadly, this is uh, one of hundreds that's that that we've seen in our lifetime. Personally, I feel like there's been George Floyd's about three or four of them every single year. I mean, th these stories, whether we see the videos or not, are always happening and things won't change until we make them change. And I feel like these stories, are they always go the same way. So first, it always starts out with, with pure rage. Everyone sees these videos of these cops killing these unarmed black people and then everyone's, you know, highly upset as they should be. And that's where you get like the protests and, and just people just being angry, uh, people speaking out, and that's the beginning stage of it. The next stage is where we're at right now. I like to call this the delusional stage. So this is when the media plays a heavy part. Uh, usually this is when they take the, the victim that, that we've all watched get killed and they try to turn them into a bad person. They look up their past, uh, tell you about every little bad thing that they've ever done in their life, even though that has nothing to do with with the fact that they got murdered and we all watched it and then we also have other people that like to use that time to for their own agenda of why they think that there's problems in this country so this is when you see people start talking about stuff like black on black crime even though th that has nothing to do with uh, this cop stepping on George Floyd's neck for nine minutes until he died and then you'll see people talk about oh um, you know there are more white people that get killed by cops than black people even though there are about more than four times as many white people as black people and the numbers don't match up and then this is the time where you might see a few black people talk about we need to get our own land and support black businesses even though that is true and correct it has absolutely nothing with the cop sitting on George Floyd's neck for nine minutes until he died. That's why I call this a delusional face because everybody wants to come up with excuses of why this is happening. And no one wants to really realize what really happened. Uh, everyone wants to talk about the smoke in the room, but no one wants to talk about the bomb that set it off. And the last phase I like to call it the sadness phase. Um, it's the sadness phase because that's when we realize how shitty the justice system is. And then that's when they let these cops go uh, time after time. It's happened hundreds of times. There's hundreds of cops that have killed unarmed black people and they've all gotten away scot-free 
little slap on the wrist maybe lose their job maybe a little pto uh some of them might have been on vacation out of all the phases the last phase the sadness phase is the most important because that's where the change is going to come um, there won't be any change in this country until they start punishing these cops for murders and it's great to see so many people speak up um people of all races or or creeds or backgrounds um especially this situation the the george floyd i've seen people from all around the world um speaking up and it's, and it's great to see i mean even some some officials some senators and all that are even talking about it and it's great um all, the, the the start of it is the talking you, we can't get over things unless you talk about it but at some point you need actions and uh the people that that are in charge of these actions your government officials and all that they're still talking so they're not they're not getting to the point of, of, of what we need you know like the talking is great for us as citizens but at some point if you have the power you have to use that power to to make a change and and that's what's not happened um, for the last 300 years or so uh, what has come to cops and in black people and for some reason these government officials come up with any excuse of why this can't be changed but this has been happening for hundreds of years and i mean situations like this unfortunately um they happen but i i feel like people are starting to open their eyes a little bit more to to the reality of things that us as black people have been saying and seeing for their entire lives um Police brutality in black people is something that I've personally seen since I've been a little kid. You know, um, my parents have seen it since they've been little kids. My grandparents have seen it since they've been little kids. It's not anything new here. Um, this is just something that we've all seen for forever. And now more people are starting to see what's really going on. And I think the disconnect uh, between the black community in general and cops um started from the beginning i mean uh just quick history lesson um cops well police started in america as a uh, patrolling of slaves so when black people wanted to be free the cops were there to to stop them um after slavery was over uh the kkk started literally that same month they abolished slavery most of the kkk members not actually won't say most because i don't know i don't know if they were most but there were kkk members that were cops even to this day 2020 there are still kkk members that are cops it's it's known you could look it up you could google it it's all there then if you go to the 1900 early 1900s there were conflicts between cops and black people then with lynchings then you go to the civil rights era the mid 1900s there were conflicts with black people and cops there was black people that wanted something weird some weird shit called equality and uh, they actually wanted to be equal as everyone else and the first person the first people that stopped that were the cops with the hoses and and the dogs and in the batons and all that other shit i mean it's this conflict is it's long lasting because us as black people that's all we've known this is uh, cops fucking black people up and when you've seen that your entire life it just becomes sadly it becomes normal um comes just something that 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 comes a part of nature i mean i'm gonna use myself for example because that's the best example that i could give so I'm 32 years old, born 1988, Brooklyn, New York. Um, 
my entire life, I've always seen the battle between black people and the police. I mean, when I was young, uh, what was that? Probably I was like three or four. The whole Rodney King situation where one of the first times where police brutality was on TV and um, it was a big thing in America. I mean, there were riots and all that type of stuff, even to the point where it almost became a joke. I mean, you remember the Martin, uh, can we all just get along? Yeah, that's Rodney King. Nigga. Like, like all this stuff has just been part of our culture. So that happened when I was like, what, three or four years old. And then as I grow, grew up, um, we go to school, we get into school. So we start learning about America. We start learning about uh, um, black American history. And then we, we learn about like civil rights areas, uh, civil rights era. So we learn about, of course, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, all that. And then we look into a protest. And now we see these pictures of protests of the cops with dogs um, on unarmed black people. We see the cops in fire department with hose, with the hose spraying unarmed black people. Um, we see the cops beating the shit out of people, of, of black people. We see uh, Martin Luther King, who is known for be peaceful protester, going to jail. We see him getting his ass beat by cops or just regular white people. And um, those are the images that are in our mind from an early age. Then you fast forward. Um, I think I was probably like 11 years old living in New York um, when Amadou Diallo got killed by the cops. If you don't know the story, uh, he was an immigrant. Uh, he lived in the Bronx. Um, he was going home, literally in front of his house, of his apartment building. Uh, the cops thought he was somebody else, which happens to be a case a lot. Um, they they thought he was somebody else. He um, was reaching for his wallet to show the cops that he actually lived in an apartment that he was in front of. Cops, of course, thought it was a gun, even though he had nothing on him. No gun, no knife, no no nothing but this wallet. And they shot him 40 times. Uh, 19 bullets hit him. He died. Um, that was when I was 11 years old. Uh, 18, the Sean Bell situation where cops killed another unarmed black man, shot up his car. Um, what was that, like 40 or 50 bullets? So these are the images we've seen as teenagers, as youngsters. So it's hard to grow up seeing this and then having trust in those same people that you've seen destroy your people. And that is not even putting in perspective the situations that I personally had with cops at, at a young age. Um, I mean, for the most part, most of my uh, engagement with cops uh, oh, during my teen years from like 14 to 19, uh, for the most part. And um, none of them were good situations. It was never uh, a time where I had a good conversation with a cop or a cop came to school and talked to the people. Every single time has always been something hostile. Um, I've been stopped multiple times for fitting the description um, to a crime that I wasn't even aware of, um, wasn't even near. Um, the only description was that I was black. And that's happened to me at least four times between like 14 and 16 years old i've watched cops inflict force on teenagers i've seen a cop pull a gun out on a teenager and um when i was a teen so it, it's it's hard for for people like me and and my experience is a lot minor i know a lot of people that have, that have had a lot more encounters with cops so it's hard to to grow up 
and and you see all these images and you you see these people um that you know or even yourself get get into it with cops and then you, you these are the people you're supposed to trust uh, it's it's tough it's a tough thing when when you see it over and over and it's not just your lifetime your parents tell you situations that they've experienced their entire lifetime their your grandparents your great grands you know so it's 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 a long feud that the only way it's going to stop is by law and by training and believe me it's not a case where black people want to hate cops i mean i don't think i don't think i know anyone that's like yes let's let's let's, let's hate the cops it's like no we actually would rather get along with them if they're doing the right thing and the the issue is i think especially here in new york is that these cops think they have the power to do anything i mean these cops know for a fact that hey i might i might kill someone i might kill someone but i know that the last 300 people that did it got off so now i i i'm not going to have to worry about that i mean it's the same i use the example let's say you're a janitor and you have to clean up five floors every day that's your job you got to clean up these five floors and let's say you let's say for a week you forget to clean up the fifth floor and no one says anything and you only clean the first four floors and no one says anything. So the next week you, you purposely forget to, to clean the fifth floor and then no one says anything. You still get paid the same amount. And then over the course of time, now you're going to fully neglect that fifth floor because you know that you're still going to get that pay no matter what. And that's why I feel like these cops are, are they're, they're, there's no there's no point of them being scared of killing these unarmed people because they know they're going to get off. It's happened all the time. <laughs> it's in the books already. So it's not. So it's, it. It takes away the mindset of, hey, maybe I shouldn't be stepping on this guy's neck for nine minutes. There's no fear of consequence here, and and that's the issue. Um, nothing's going to change until there are consequences to to these actions, and um, that starts at the top with these lawmakers. You have to change the laws. Like you have to, you have to punish these people for these murders and until then things won't change and there's still going to be riots and there's still going to be protests and all that type of stuff just because it's like nothing's changing you can say whatever you want but if you don't do it then it's pointless uh, and and that i think is the problem here it's um until these people come out and make these changes um these lawmakers uh, really become strict on how they look at these situations things things won't change here and then after that then there's other steps that we could take to to make things better like uh teaching teaching these cops uh how to deal with people i mean cops what they go through what four or five months of training um to learn the law learn about people and it's like is that enough time no there's no way there's no way that could be enough time for you to to understand people how people live how people act how people react i mean there's psychologists there's lawyers that that are their job is to learn the law to learn about people and they're going to school for years how are you as a cop going to learn what they know in seven in what four or five months like maybe even less there's there's no way there's no way that you can learn about the people in the law um in this little bit of time and then on top of that do strategic work you know you're a cop so you got to learn how to shoot tactics all that type of stuff there's it's a lot to learn in a very short amount of time and you could see from the the way that these cops are a lot of them aren't that educated when it comes to 
the people and and these laws they just they just have the mentality of hey i'm a cop and i have the power over you i mean even in this george floyd situation i mean they they were arresting cnn uh, reporters before they arrested the cop that that we all watched murder this guy like like the process of this shit is just terrible they still haven't this is what been a week now they still haven't brought in uh the other cops that were involved it's like everything everything that goes on I feel like it's like smoke and mirrors uh, when it comes to this country. It's like everyone, they say that they with us, they say what they with us. But when it's time to, to really put things into action, it's never there. And and that's a huge issue here. That's that's why shit is fucked up, <laughs> plain and simple. And and it's like the the rules that you give to everyone else in the, in the country isn't the same that you give to these government officials is the same that you give to these cops and that's why things aren't fair if i'm with four of my friends and one of my friends kills someone in front of us the other three are now involved in that murder so why can't you use that same mindset for cops i mean these cops watched this guy kill george floyd they could have tapped him on the shoulder like bro you've been standing on him for nine minutes my man it's time to get off of them and let's just do what we're supposed to do and that's just arrest them. But I'll get into cop accountability and laws and all that shit in the next episode. Just want to get a little faint out because I feel like this time, this is when people need to start talking. I mean, there's no other way to get over these things uh, without talking. Uh, especially, I see a lot of people of different races talking about race for the first time in a long time, and and that shit is great to see. I mean, as, as far as like the tension here in New York, um, obviously there's a lot of tension between the cops and the people. But as far as like the people go, it, it's it's not really a lot of tension between the people here. It's it's actually feels pretty peaceful. This is the first time in a while that I've actually seen people of all races talking about the shit that's going on, and um, this actually is pretty is pretty uh nice to see it's uh, is one of the things that i actually enjoy out of this whole situation is uh seeing people actually talk um now it's time for for the next part would be the actions and that's for the people that's up top uh the lawmakers all the ones that's um that's got the memes out and got the black Lives matter hashtags and all that um it's time for you to to to, to put your money in in where your mouth is so to speak and um time to get to work and and really start making changes here um, and that's it. Uh, thank you for joining me for another episode of uh, Base Journalism, Blackout Edition, ISO Chronicles. It's your boy Terrell. Follow me on IG at Base Journalism. Um, and 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 that's pretty much about it. Everybody stay safe. Um, and do the right thing. And like that, we out of here.